This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. They couldn't believe I didn't watch The Office. I've never seen The Office. Don't know about The Office. <laughs> Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Sings it for the end zone. Caught by Kelsey on a slant. Touchdown, Kansas City. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Jay Tittleman, a three for the tie. Off the backboard, it's gone. Jay Tittleman makes it in. Off the buzzer, and we've got overtime. Everything happening in the sports world. As you know, Monty, Vaughn's been working on a couple of new pitches, the Eliminator and the Humiliator to complement his fastball, the Terminator. And even some things not happening in the sports world. I fear the Reaper today. Yeah, because I, I feel too. I just feel like death warmed over today. <laughs> I really do. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson and the most weekend-ready version of this man I've ever seen, Mr. <laughs> Steve Selb. Steve, you feel like you've got a little bump in your in your step. You're pepping, feeling good. Pepping my step. You're, you're walking around. Well, the I'll sun is shining. The, the golf course is on your mind. The sun is out today. It's out tomorrow. It's out Sunday. i got golf game lined up. I need some sun therapy, and I'm going to get it this weekend. Well, we're excited about that, and... It'll also be a great opportunity to not get any sun therapy and sit inside and watch TV all weekend long because we get a lot of conference semifinals today and tonight. A couple of conferences, it's the quarterfinals, which will wrap up on Sunday. Then tomorrow, it's a big day for the Big 12 basketball tournament, the finals. Sunday, tune into your TV at, what, 4 or 5 o'clock. It's time for the selection show. We figure out who's going to be the top four seeds. We figure out where KU's going to be playing, K-State, Wichita State, maybe if they make a run and win the American Conference, that they could pop up in that bracket somewhere. It's an exciting time because the best week of the year is only one week away. That's right, and everyone's going to get ready to fill out their brackets and and enter their office pools and uh, things like that. You think we should do an office pool? You'd win. I mean, that's that's not very. Well, it'd be one on six. Well, yeah, because everyone knows I can't pick games to you know. To We've save got myself. me, Steve, Casey, Mark, Tom. Am I missing anybody? We could throw Jen and Tammy in there. Mitchell. Mitchell, we can get Mitchell on there. <laughs> uh, we, we don't have very many people. Yeah, we're, we don't have. We are a uh, skeleton unit here. So it would be hard to do an office pool. But yeah. we're excited about a very busy and fun week of basketball, and it's going to be a time to, at least for us, decompress a little bit. Well, this week was decompression week, but yet, you know, uh, felt like it went hard working on the uh, spring sports magazine. Uh, all the stories basically are written, so it's just for uh, time to get it put together. Steve, the biggest news of the day, at least here in our area, besides KU and K-State playing tonight at separate times, what, 6 and 8 o'clock or Probably whatever time that first right. game ends. Exactly. Well, the big news in this area today besides that is that McPherson College is going to be on the lookout for a new men's basketball coach because Tim Swartzendruber, who had been with the Bulldogs for 11 seasons, announced that he will be stepping down and taking the athletic director job at Pratt Community College. So 
The Bulldogs are without a men's basketball coach, but you have a great column up on midkansasonline.com talking about Coach Swartzendruber's legacy, your relationship with him, and the great runs that they, the runs, not just run, right. several years in a row of success and making it to the NAI National Tournament and just the great teams that he put together here. Well, I'm sure this is going to come as a shock to a lot of people. Uh, I'd heard rumors about a week ago that he was up for the uh, Pratt job and uh, I hadn't talked with him. Uh, I'm sure, you know, he's been very busy, you know, trying to make a decision. But, uh, um, you know, McPherson College has had great stability in its men's basketball program. I've been here 40 years and I've only had three men's basketball coaches. Wow. Bob Fairbank was... You've only like, had three high school coaches, too. Right. Bob Fairbank, I think, was here my first three years. Then, of course, Roger Trimmel for 27 years. Uh, Tim for 11 years. And, you know, at, at our level, they always, you know, in, in journalism school, they say you can't get too close to the coaches and the teams you cover. But I think you threw that rule out the window yeah, a long time ago. Well, I, I did. And, you know, um, it's different in a town the size of McPherson because... You get to know the coaches, not just as coaches, but as people, as his friends. And, uh, you know, uh, Tim had an amazing start to his run at McPherson College. Uh, the very first year, uh, he inherited a team that only had two returnees, just two players back from uh, that, that the team before. He had to basically recruit an entire new team. He brought some guys with him from Heston College, where he'd been before McPherson College. Uh, they went 14-14, and 14, and I knew then – with a brand-new team to go 500 in the KCAC, uh, he might be on on his way to good things. In the next four years, the Bulldogs made it to the national tournament. Uh, the middle two years, the Elite Eight one year, and then, of course, the final four year. I think it was 2011-2012, 33-4. They were 18-0 at home. And the thing, the thread of those teams was there were a lot of McPherson Bullpups. Right. Aaron Frazier. Jordan Crawford, Chris Crawford, Adam Bruner. They were four of the top six or seven players in the rotation. And Frazier and the two Crawfords started, and Adam Bruner was the, you know, the, the spark off the bench. And, of course, they made it to the national semifinals after the Elite Eight. Um, you know, we had those big send-offs every year out of the sports center. Uh, it was almost like the bus uh, carrying the team to Missouri. It was on automatic pilot because it made so many trips to the national tournament. And uh, – Tim had an incredible run uh, in those four years. And even that last year uh, that they made nationals, they were the number eight seed in the KCAC tournament. They went on the road. I think they beat St. Mary in the first round, which won the conference that year. Then they went to friends and had the memorable game. Uh, the Casey Miller made a shot at the buzzer. Uh, I can't remember who the next game was against. Oh, Sterling. They played Sterling in the finals. Coach Goodrich. Yeah, Coach Go and well, Coach Goodrich had 25 points oh, sure. in that championship game, but because the Bulldogs had finished second in the regular season, they earned the automatic berth along with Sterling. It's really interesting. Mack and Sterling were the uh, gold standard of the KCAC, and now they're kind of in similar positions. And the last few years for Coach Schwartz and Druber, they were let's let's you know they were hard. They were hard. And you this and I, was a really hard yeah, year. Yeah, you and I covered it. You know, covered you, you covered him the last two years. And, you know, he'd talked to us after the games. And, you know, there were games that looked like he came out and looked like he'd been run over by a truck because they lost some just brutal games. The, the game at Ottawa where they were up 20 with 10 minutes to go and ended up losing. And, you know, they had some game at the Bethany game at home near the end of the season where it looked like they'd made a big comeback. And then Bethany hit a last second, you know, a late second shot uh, to win that game. 
And I think all the, the losing kind of made him look, you know, this was his 37th year of coaching. And I think it, he thought maybe, I haven't, like I said, I haven't talked to him. Time to take a step back. He's got his master's in sports administration. So he's putting it to good use. And like uh, the athletic director, Andrew Ailing said, Pratt is getting a really good one. And Tim will do a fantastic job at Pratt. And that's somebody that has been around athletics and especially college athletics and Kansas college athletics for a long time. So it will be a great trip for him to be able to go and do something a little different. And it's it's weird that it worked out this way, but I was listening to a little podcast yesterday with former Arkansas Razorback coach Nolan Richardson, and you hit it right on the head of something that he talked about yesterday, Steve, and that he was mentioning, well, it took me – 17 years to even have a chance to get a college job and then I coached for 40 years and he went at the end of it I'm I'm tired yeah uh, 40 years is a long time and so if coach Schwarzenegger got up to 37 yeah he, that he, is a big chunk of your life yeah before he, before that. he coached at McPherson College he was at Heston College before that he was a high school coach for 22 years he was at Kingman for 15 years had some great years at Kingman and uh again we wish him nothing but the best uh Pratt will be getting a a guy that will just, you know, he will leave no stone unturned. He will be, uh, he pays great attention to detail. And what he did off the court, you know, he had the guys out in the community reading the kids at schools. He ran the summer league. You know, he had youth basketball camps. Uh, the team really excelled in the classroom. And uh, he's got a lot of guys that played for him. I've got them listed that went on to become coaches. His coaching tree uh, is pretty extensive. Uh, like Jordan Crawford, we see him twice a year, El Dorado. Jordan, of course, was an All-American at McPherson College, and he's down coaching the El Dorado girls, so we see him twice a year. So he's got guys that played for him who have gone on to become successful coaches. The other thing, Steve, and we talked about it a lot with Coach Merck whenever he was done at the end of this past year, but Coach Schwarzenegger had such a great relationship with the high school program here right, in town. Right. And there are a lot of programs around the country that the coaches at the college believe that they are more important and that they take this ego into the building. And whenever they show up at a high school game, they want everybody to be bowing down to him. And let's face it, McPherson is a little bit weird that the high school program is just so popular. Right. And Coach Schwarzenegger, it feels like, has built so many good relationships with Coach Kenneman and being around the program. He's a great supporter of the program. Sure. He's always so involved. And I think that's a big key to his success, too, is that he built such good relationships and that he was so well-liked in the community. Yeah, and you know, uh, when he had those four McPherson High kids uh, on that 33-4 and four team and the 21-14 and 14 team, that's one reason. I mean, it was – it was a tough ticket back in those days. I mean, the gym was packed. Um, every game was an event. Uh, the student section was incredible. Uh, the the you know they didn't lose a game that one year. They went eighteen and zero at home. You talk about a home court advantage. You go eighteen and zero at home in the KCAC. That's pretty special. So now, Steve, the question turns to who's going to be the next men's right. basketball coach, and that's something that up until recording this. I haven't really thought about. I haven't thought about what their next direction should be. And when I think about somebody that should be the coach at this level, it feels like you should do something to where you can find somebody that is a really good recruiter. Right. And that's the theme that we have been seeing with the KCAC these last couple of years is finding those 
what we would maybe call them freaks. Right. Those guys that maybe shouldn't be there. Right. And if should feel, be playing a higher level. It, right. Should be playing at the Division One level where somebody like Cameron Hunt at Southwestern, who is the NAIA Player of the Year, and finding ways to get these players while also having a great relationship with the state of Kansas and area local kids. And I feel like that's a big part of the success too. But this is going to be a really big hire. And we knew the football hire was going to be really big, and we're very excited about what Coach Fiscus will do here in the next year. And you can already see that people are excited about that. But when it comes to this men's basketball program, they've got some work to do to catch back up because there are some really good teams in the KCAC right now that are in the middle of the pack, plus this group at the top that's been so good. This is going to be a really big hire for McPherson College. Well, I'm sure – you know, I can't say for sh- I shouldn't say that, uh, that I'm sure, but TJ Eskelson, who's been Tim's uh, assistant for a long time, uh, I got a feeling he's, uh, you know, he has paid his dues. Uh, he does a lot of the recruiting. Uh, he's certainly going to, you know, I'm sure throw his hat in the ring. And then after that, you're going to open up. There's a lot of good coaches out there, you know, looking for a job. And uh, some coaches may be looking, you know, they have a job, but they want to maybe further themselves, you know, like a good high school coach going to the college level. It will be interesting to see. Now, they only had two seniors this year. This is a team that's got a lot of retur- potential returnees. But, you know, when there's a coaching change, some kids, you know, they came because of the coach. And if the coach leaves, sometimes they say, well, maybe I need to look around. But Coach Schwarzenegger had a very underclassman loaded team this year. And what the Bulldogs didn't have – they didn't have that guy that could just go out, like, get 25 or 30 on a given nine, like a Cameron Hunt, like a Jordan Murdoch, like a um, Tyler Larkin, and a couple Mookie Duncan. Mookie Duncan, and then a few years ago, like, Adris Adris, one of my favorite all-time players who could get 35 or 40 on a given night. So uh, they haven't had that type of player. Well, even Aaron Frazier, when Aaron Frazier uh, played for the Bulldogs and, and Samson Shivers, those guys could get 25 or 30 on a given night. They haven't had that type of player. They've had a lot of guys that are all about the same level, and maybe that's one reason uh, the last few years haven't produced quite the record that uh, they had in his first five years at the helm. Let me ask you this. When we look back to McPherson College's football hire, Coach Fiscus, a very young coach and doesn't have as much experience as a head coach, with this job on the basketball side, would you rather go get somebody who has been working up through the ranks or would you rather maybe find somebody who is younger and has maybe not been a head coach yet and that might offer some different perspective? Well, you know, a lot of a lot of schools look at assistance you know, at the four-year level, you know, the higher level, say like a Fort Hayes, you know, does Fort Hayes or does a Washburn have a coach who's, you know, been biding his time and looking, waiting for a job to open up, you know, that recruits at a higher level? I mean, that's, you know, that's a possibility. What about Coach Self? Coach Everybody S- keeps saying he's going to leave. Well, you think – you Go think get Coach Bill Self. You, you think he'd come on the show if we could hire him? I bet we could get him I on think the we show. could probably get him on the uh, show. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 Jim yeah. and Steve, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're solid. Yeah. They're, they're solid. Yeah. They can't guard. Yeah. They, they can't guard They're anybody. soft. They're soft. Uh, 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 Jim and Steve, they can't guard. <laughs> uh, he, he's a good player. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're not a bad team. Yeah. Hey, you want to talk about Coach Self and his Jayhawks from last night, Steve? Yes, we can. What about Bruce Weber and, and his K-State Wildcats? It. Let's do what it. What if they're going to ram heads tomorrow afternoon at the Sprint Center, tomorrow evening, 
It's Do you think very, it could happen? It's very much a possibility. We'll take our first break and talk about that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sal. Steve, I was very excited yesterday. I got to watch a lot of college basketball. I was camped out here in the office throughout the afternoon watching K-State take on TCU, watching all the games in the Big 12 tournament. Were you excited with the way that the day played out for the Big 12? I know there were a couple of surprises. I went 2-2 two and two in my predictions. You were a mighty 3-1. and one. I was told by my inside sources... Do not take Iowa State, and they won by 17, Well, what's exciting, and remember what I said on the show yesterday, what really needed to happen, Iowa State, KU, K-State all winning. So KU gets West Virginia. Country roads. West Virginia has already played two games, two very emotional games. They're not a deep team. KU's only played one game, and while – it didn't seem like they wasted a lot of emotional energy while they never put Texas away. They just, you know, they just kind of floated around that five to eight point lead in the second half. And then Quentin Grimes, who had just been absolutely atrocious, made four straight free throws down the stretch to put it away. And now, you know, it's all set up for KU to make the finals. K-State, Iowa State, I don't know. I really don't. I, I'd like to think K-State's going to win because Cartier Jada is back on the beam. Cardi. You know? Yeah, Cartier is is playing well. And, and Iowa State, you know, maybe I've just overblown Iowa State all year. You know, maybe <laughs> – may, you know, I, I have said all year, I just thought Iowa State was the most – maybe the most gifted team athletically. But for some reason, it just doesn't seem like it's, it's meshing together. But they played pretty well yesterday. But them and K-State is going to be a great game. And, and if KU makes the finals, they're assured of having a massive turnout because – Either K-State or Iowa State will have a huge throng at the Sprint Center. What the heck happened to Texas Tech yesterday? I don't know. Where did this energy come from from West Virginia? They couldn't do anything all year. Well, maybe they just kind of took it for granted they were going to make the finals. And boy, does that hurt Texas Tech in the seeding. Oh, that might drop Uh, into a four. Yeah, that they had a shot maybe at a two. But now I think maybe a bottom three or the top four. So, uh, you know, that really hurts. That that hurt them really badly. Well, Texas Tech, uh, they really weren't as competitive as the score shows. I know that they only lost by five, but West Virginia had stretched that lead to 15 or 17. 17. I mean, they were in control, and that was a very strange game. But, Steve, do you feel like the path is being paved for KU yeah. to win the Big 12 this weekend. Yeah, I, I That's really, sort of the way I'm seeing I it. I really do, but you know there's a lot of teams in the country that are praying that West Virginia doesn't make the, the complete magic carpet ride. Oh, and, because if West Virginia wins this thing. Oh, that knocks some that, – that really, there's a lot of teams that are on the bubble. That and, might kill Oklahoma or Texas well, I, or some of those teams in I their think, own conference. I think Oklahoma, you know, they're they're right there on the borderline. Texas is done. 
There's no way Texas is. Well, good. they're still hanging around they're, they're, from all of Joey Brackets. But they're 16 and 16. I know. I know, I know they had some good wins, but they're come still on. listed in that first four in or yeah. the last four out. Yeah, they're I, right on that line. I just and you know uh, Jackson Hayes got hurt last night, and I read a story today. Potential lottery pick? Are you kidding me? Who in the world thinks he's a potential lottery pick? Probably Jay Billis. Well, because of his athleticism. That's true. Yes. So, setting things up for tonight, we've got KU taking on West Virginia in the late game, K-State taking on Iowa State, and I just get the feeling that both of these games could be really good tonight in the Sprint Center. And did you see the great crowds that Sprint Center had yesterday? The Iowa State-Baylor game, it was packed. There were a lot of Iowa State fans, and the way this set up in terms of which teams played in which section and which session they were in. Right. It worked out really well. Yeah, you for never the Big Twelve. You didn't have an em- you didn't have empty seats because some Big Twelve games. I mean, the place is half full, and uh, boy, there's some tournaments around the country. I mean, there's a lot of empty seats at some of these arenas. If there are four teams that you want to have in the finals. West Virginia might not be the one that you want to have in there that well, but or that much, but they have a very good support. They do. Crew. They just have to come from a long way. Right. It's just a long trip. But really, you look at West Virginia, and they're like, "How in the world are they in there?" Because you, you know, you that know, is a long, long way. Yeah, I mean, West Virginia has. They sing that song "Country Roads" for a reason because yeah. there are no interstates. You know, to get KU, K State, Iowa State are all pretty close. Then you got the two Oklahomas, the schools in Texas. And then West Virginia's just stuck out there in no man's land. So it's, It was it, a rough day for the state of Texas yesterday, Steve. Baylor loses, TCU loses, Texas Tech loses. And that's what the big, Texas loses. That's yeah, that's what the Big 12 needed. The Big 12 needed Texas schools out of there. Steve was standing up in his living room last night and he was putting the horns down no, and saying, "Eat it, Chaka! Eat it, Chaka!" Yeah, I I was not doing that. I was, I, I saw it. I was pretty calm during the with game. my own well except uh, when Quentin Grimes kept hoisting three after I might have heard a couple of f bombs or some four letter oh, language I don't say that. Oh no you I've never heard you say that fudge yeah you said oh fudge <laughs> what, what 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 the fudge was that there <laughs> Quentin Grimes yeah that that's more of what I heard Ooh, from you boy I tell you what that guy can't shoot he cannot <laughs> he can't shoot the basketball it's ooh. but these four matchups tonight Steve Six o'clock is the time that things start down at the Sprint Center for K State and Iowa State, which means that you might be there at I, some point. I might be making the trip up there, Steve. I, I might be getting in the car and and seeing if I can hold up one of those signs out in front of the Sprint need Center. Need four. I need tickets. Tickets. Yeah. Hey, I need four. I I might be doing that, but I think that we're going to get two really good games, and most importantly, I think the atmosphere is going to be really good. Yeah. And part of the reason for this is. KU and K-State, that rivalry has kind of been upped again this year. There there have been a couple of years where the K-State fans might try and go back and forth with KU a little bit, and KU can throw out the 14 straight, Mm -hmm. 13 straight, 12 straight, Big 12 title card and say, see you later, be quiet. But this year, K-State's got some ammunition. And they said, look, we just kicked your guys' butt this season. We're the Big 12 champs now. And... These teams get to play back-to-back. So, if you can imagine it this way, Steve, let's say K-State beats Iowa State. K-State fans might stick around. And cheer for... And be rooting real hard for West Virginia. Exactly. And so it could create this really fun atmosphere. But if it's the other way around, 
the KU fans are going to be in there early for the K-State game. And if the Wildcats are looking a little rough against Iowa State, who do you think the KU fans are going to be exactly. cheering for? Exactly. What about an Iowa State-West Virginia final? Now, that is what they, Kansas City Power and Light does <laughs> not want. That's right. I was, I was talking about it yesterday, that that downtown area in Kansas City in terms of the bar districts, in terms of hotels – they want this to be a KU-K-State final so bad. Yeah. They want it so bad because if they get that as the final, they are going to make 15 times, 20 times, 30 times what they make on a normal weekend Right. this weekend. Right. And I think if we get KU and K-State, then we're going to get another really tough Now, what time battle. is the championship game on Saturday? Well, I'll have that? to look it up real quick. It's 6-8 and eight tonight. I want to say it's... And if I remember right from what some of these tournaments have been like in the past, it feels like it's about a 5 or a 6 o'clock. I'm pulling it up as we speak. But I think it's typically around 5 or 6 o'clock. Boy, and, I just think... And that's a pretty good time, Say it I starts think. at 5 and the game gets over at 7. Can you imagine... Six o'clock. Six o'clock. At least okay. this says six o'clock okay. on this side. Okay. That would be Eastern. Okay, so it five, looks like. five o'clock. Game gets over by seven. Fans go to the uh, establishments around. There might eight. be a few establishments. Yeah, I think there's a few establishments. I might have to find one of those establishments tonight. Power and Light. That That is such a cool, I like that name, Power and Light. Have it's you just, been to Power and Light, Steve? No. I think we drove past it. Well, we, we, we might have driven past it. Yeah, but. When I took Steve on his tour of Kansas City last time I when we went there. I got claustrophobic. He started to get real nervous. All the big buildings. He was looking up at those eight-story apartment buildings and going, oh, God, it's going to fall down on me. <laughs> yeah, I get claustrophobic. Steve, what about some other college basketball storylines from last night? Did you enjoy watching Zion Williamson? What did he end up with? He was just I think insane. he ended up with 29. Oh, he was insane. I enjoy watching and that, Zion. And that tells me, after watching him last night, what that tells me is he's probably been healthy for two weeks, and Duke knows what they do in the regular season doesn't matter the ACC tournament, they know they're going to be a one or a two. So why rush Zion? He looked fresh. He had strong legs. He was throwing down just monster dunks. He had a bunch of steals, a bunch of assists. Man, you know, he should not even be playing college basketball. He should have been. He's good. He should have been passed right to the pros out he's of high He's good. School. Yeah, he's a freak. How about the ACC semifinals tonight, Ooh. Steve? Duke, North Carolina. Florida State and Virginia. One, two, three, four. The top four seeds all came through. Two, three, five, and twelve is their national ranking. Wow. And for for Carolina and Duke, it's their third meeting, but this will be the first time that playing in Charlotte. That Zion has got to play the whole game. Remember, that's when he got hurt, was the first North that's Carolina right. game. He played thirty seven seconds, didn't play in the second game. Carolina has swept him, but I there is no way. Uh-oh. No way. Uh-oh. No way. Uh-oh. That Duke loses three times in one year to the Carolina. It will not happen. Steve is laying down the law. That's right. And then the winner of that game is going to have to probably play Virginia. My goodness, what a what a gauntlet that is. And then Selection Sunday. Oh, yeah. I, I read that they were going to change up the way they will do the Selection Sunday process again, or the TV show at least. Okay. You remember a couple years ago where they just said, okay – Here's the list of teams in alphabetical order that are in. And everybody went, okay, this is dumb. Give me the yeah, bracket. I want yeah. the bracket. Duke, go yeah, start in the east, go to the mid-east, go to the midwest, and then go to the west. I guess it's the south. It's not the mid-east. It's the south bracket. They call it the south bracket. Yeah. Steve, we'll take our final break. Back after this, you're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. 
You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, we're ready for the weekend to be here. I know we always play Working for the Weekend as our song to get out of this thing on every Friday afternoon. I'm ready oh, for the I, weekend. You know, we've been working for it. We we for three months. This is really our first weekend off, other than the two weeks at Christmas. You know, since because football ran right into basketball. So right. So basically, we have gone since about August without a, just a weekend where we can just you know relax. I'm going to play golf. You're going to Kansas City. So you know, time to exhale. That's for sure. I've worked every day. I believe you're in the same boat as me every day. I work since every December single 30th. day. There, there are no days off, and 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 I'm not being funny. It's true. I run. I write stories every single day. There are no days off. December 30th was the last day where I did zero work, mm-hmm. and that was when the Chiefs beat the Raiders, and had to hang out at Arrowhead Stadium for a little bit that day. Yeah. Steve, can I get your final predictions on the way things are going to shape out this weekend? Number one. I want to know who you think will win tonight in the Big 12 tournament in the semifinals. How about K-State, Iowa State? I'm going to go Iowa State. Wow. I am. Farmageddon. I just think that no Dean Wade makes a big difference, and I just got a feeling Iowa State's due for that breakout game. KU taking on West Virginia. I'm, well, I'm going KU. I just I think the tired legs will catch up with West Virginia. Their, sh- their shots will start to fall short. And I think KU advances. So I see KU-Iowa State. So are you going to take Iowa State or Kansas in the final on Saturday at Sprint Center? I'm going Iowa State. I'm sure Eli is going to be happy about that. It's going to be a cyclone. Now, let's put it this way, Steve. Let's say you're wrong about Iowa State and K-State, which uh, that's never happened. Right. Let's say you're wrong about that game and it's KU-K-State. And they play for a third time this year. I like KU. I just think the absence of Dean Wade is just too big. I'm afraid for K-State that that's going to catch up to them. Yeah. Uh, it worked out well on, or yesterday, whatever day right. that was, Thursday. Thursday, yeah. It worked out okay for them. And K-State really doesn't have anything to play for because they're not, no matter what they do in this tournament, their their seating line is probably not going to change. I don't think they can get up to a two. I, I really don't. I think they're they're going to be a three or a four. And uh, I think KU is going to be a four. Finally, Steve, I want to hear your four number one seeds. Steveology, Bracketology, Steve, Steve Sell, Steve Brackets. Who are your top four seeds? Number one, Carolina. Well, they've got them I'm listed sorry, as I'm, the number four. I'm sorry. I'm going to go Duke one because Duke's going to win the ACC tournament. Ooh. Because everyone's going to see that Zion's back. I'm going to go Duke, Carolina. Virginia, Gonzaga. The order that Joey Brackets has right now is Virginia, Gonzaga, Kentucky, North Carolina. But I'm in agreement with you that especially if Duke wins tonight, they jump up to a one. 
I, I really think they will. I think Duke wins the ACC tournament. Zion's back. They've got new energy. Uh, they got to get the other, the freshman Jones, the guard. Man, he is not shooting it well. They got to get him going. Uh, Cam is shooting it pretty good. Reddish. Barrett, Reddish. Barrett is just really, really good. Barrett, Barrett's my favorite player on that Zion team. is the number one player in the country, and Barrett's the number two player in the country. He's really good. Yeah, they're both really good. Steve, are you excited? Are you going to sit down on the couch? Well, you might play a little golf this week, but just sit down on the couch and enjoy what's coming up these yeah, next couple this, days. this is one of the best weekends of the year. And, and so, then the best weekend of the year next week. Right, Selection Sunday's always, you know, something to look forward to. Get a little to. jittery. Yeah, you say, and then you look at the brackets and say, God, that bracket's weak. Then you look at one, oh, that bracket's too loaded. Uh, that's It's a tough job, but this is one of those years in college basketball that is so wide open, but I still believe, and I, I hold on to this, as long as Zion's healthy, I still think Duke's the best team in the country. There you go. All right, Steve, enjoy the weekend. Will do. Maybe you'll see me on TV at the Sprint Center tonight. Okay, you what, won't be what? wearing a barrel or anything. No, you? no, no, those, are the, those days are behind okay. me. Should, should I hold up a sign? What could my sign be? Listen to According to Jim. <laughs> According 1230 to, Jim. to 1, yeah, we could driving go. through McPherson. There you go. There you go. We could find a way to get some free advertising. There you go. We'll do it. Maybe I could be like, who was it Wayne Seldon's uncle that wore that big clock at the Big oh, 12 yeah. tournament? Yeah, he thought he was favor, pl- Flavor Fave. <laughs> or what, what was the guy's name? Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I could be like Favor him. Fave. <laughs> Faber College. Yeah. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no <laughs> way to go through life, son. Yeah. Well, that's the way I'll advise you on this weekend, Steve. No way to go through life. Sounds good. We'll wrap up today's show for Steve Sell. I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you on Monday. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Well,